7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't. Okay, we had to play it until the end there, uh, gents. Out of respect to the champions, uh, Liverpool, the champions of England for the first time in 30 years. First time Premier League champions, uh, Liverpool, who were declared champions last week, of course, without kicking a ball after Man City lost at uh, Chelsea. And uh, good evening, everybody. And thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Somosia. Katlako Mudiba and Timothy producing the show. And Sylvester Komane is back with us in technical this evening. And that clip that we have opened with, I mean, the number of those renditions, renditions of You'll Never Walk Alone on social media. But we found one truly South African here. It's a dead and daughter combination, Emma Jean and uh, Adrian Galliard. They perform a variety of covers and original songs and they've done this one then for Liverpool. You will never walk alone and they are from Johannesburg and we pulled this one out of uh, YouTube. So well done to um, Adrian and Emma Jean. Your music is now being played on the radio and a nice one there. And I think that should give you an idea of what we are doing on the show tonight, folks. We are going to be looking back at Liverpool's uh, long wait for a Premier League title. 
uh, their first league title in 30 years and we have found the legend himself. Uh, we've been looking for him throughout the week and finally we got hold of him. Bruce Robla. Remember him? He was a part of that Liverpool squad of 1989 and 1990 that last won the league before this current class of Jürgen Klopp and we found him somewhere around the world and he's agreed to speak to us just to look at the success of this Liverpool team under Jürgen Klopp and maybe we can also look at the team of 1889 and 1990 find out what made them so special and uh, how they won the league during that time so Bruce Robler the legend himself the legendary Zimbabwean uh, a man of many talents will speak to us uh, tonight on SAFM and if you want to speak to Bruce Robler if you have any comments any questions for Bruce Robler please send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107 or you can call us directly on 0891-104-207 or you can sms us on 41391 we have to do our bit to to honor Liverpool and to mark uh, their title triumph uh, I'm not a Liverpool fan uh, by any means uh, but we have to do the right thing here on the show and then also on the show this evening we want to find out more about this contract situation of players in the PSL because many of them will be in limbo as from tomorrow because their contracts come to an end at the end of June. Uh, tomorrow is the last day of June, yes. Uh, this is the norm, of course, because most contracts run until the end of June because all seasons would have finished by then. Uh, but this has been no ordinary season because of COVID-19. It's thrown a spanner in the works, especially for those leagues that are keen to resume and complete uh, their domestic campaigns. We already saw here at home today that Sianda Kulu is leaving Marispec United. He's not staying beyond tomorrow when his contract comes to an end, regardless of whether the season resumes or not. I know everyone is wondering about what will happen to George Malulek at Kaiser Chiefs after he signed a pre-contract with Mamelodi Sundowns. His deal at Chiefs also ends tomorrow. And uh, we believe he's keen to stay on, but Chiefs have not said anything to him yet. Uh, so they have until tomorrow then to do something with George Maluleka if they want him to stay at the club. But we'll find out from a player representative about what about this current situation that uh, players uh, find themselves in. So stay tuned for that conversation. And then after that, we'll speak to Bruce Krobler. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So a lot of people have been asking us, I mean, what happens to players now that their contracts usually come to an end at the end of June and that the PSL might resume, they might complete the season? Will they find themselves in limbo? Can they continue um, at their clubs or do they need to move on? And we've got uh, somebody who represents a number of players on the line and the owner of the Players Club, Mr. Glenn Binkin, just to get an understanding from their side, what do they make of this situation and what do they understand of this situation? Glenn, good evening and I uh, hope you're well. Thanks for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Good evening, Tabisa, and good evening to the listeners. i got to tell you, when we were looking for Bruce Krobler last week, you were the one friend that we had in common on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Clint Bacon <laughs> popped up. I was going to ask you to my regards and, and congratulations to Bruce. No, definitely, we'll send your regards. We'll speak to him shortly after we speak to you. Great stuff. But Glenn, help us here. It's a crazy time. Firstly, what do the rules say about player contracts in the midst of this pandemic? Okay, so strictly speaking... Um, Player contracts usually end at uh, the end of the season, which is primarily the 30th of June. So you find most European leagues um, and most leagues uh, in the world, I suppose, um, finishing on the 30th of June. Obviously, the situation we, we're in at the moment is a, is a very different situation to what we're used to. So we have to be pretty flexible in this respect. Um, FIFA came out with a guideline a couple of months ago where they uh, indicated that due to the corona and the um, 
inevitable situation that the, the leagues will find themselves in where they are unable to complete the leagues by the 30th of June. Uh, such leagues will extend beyond the 30th of June. Um, but it will be up to each um, national association or, or league to, to give a guideline to FIFA to when they believe they can finish the league by and um, and, and then such approval has to be um, ratified by FIFA. Uh, at this stage, we've got a situation in South Africa where the league is supposed to finish at 30th of June. As, as I mentioned earlier, the, the challenge is um, the, although the government has approved in principle a back-to-sport policy, the finalization of the deadlines and the dates hasn't been ratified in previous. I know the, the PSL Expo met last week, late last week, and, and I believe they, they're in a meeting today as well. Um, and a subsequent meeting will follow tomorrow with the Board of Governors where the proposed dates will hopefully be ratified and accepted. And once we know what dates um, the, they propose, um, at this stage I'm led to believe that the 31st of August is, is the date that they aiming to complete everything by. Uh, then the leagues will obviously extend to the 31st of August. And bearing in mind that the players' contracts are finished in the 30th of June, uh, the clubs will um, have to basically uh, negotiate with each player whose contracts finish in the 30th of June um, an extension by a couple of months to, to to keep the players, make sure that the players are, are retained on the books. So you look at you mentioned earlier the example of Sian Kulu, oh. the contract finished on the 30th of June, um, and Obviously, there was, um, I don't think he was going to extend his contract with the club, so Maritzburg no took the decision rather than keeping the player on for a couple of couple of months when, when eventually they knew he would leave the club, that they would rather do without him the next, um, the next two months, which they're fully entitled to do. So then, has, has the PSL given guidelines if they communicated anything to the players or their representatives, or do you have to deal with the clubs directly? The people will set the guidelines and the regulations. Um, as I said, the FIFA gave a, a guideline um, which, by which they, they were hopeful that the, the leagues would follow, but it's up to each league to, to regulate their own league and the, and the regulations around each league. Um, so at this stage, I think the PSL have indicated that the club should start uh, discussions with the players with a view to extending them beyond the city of the dream, which, as you mentioned, is tomorrow. Um, and I'm pretty sure that within the next, I suppose, 24 to 48 hours, we'll have some better direction in terms of when the league will, will commence the game and, and when the league will, will complete. As I say, the, the, the speculation that I'm hearing, the rumors that I'm hearing, is that the league will complete on the, by the 31st of August, which is um, an indication which I believe that they have to forward on to FIFA and get ratification from FIFA. Uh, and I believe that process is in motion. But, um, and, and once that is, is finalized, then, then the players would have a better idea when they need to extend the contracts by. And as I said, it's only really affects players whose contracts are finishing on the 30th yeah. of June 2020. The club will then have a decision whether they want wish to extend the player's contract and the player, likewise, will have an, um, uh, uh, the ability to either accept or, or reject the offer. So, um, you know, in Jukut Panerekos case, for example, which we spoke about earlier, mm. um, Kazi Chiefs, if they wish to extend the contract for a period of, of two months, effectively to the end of August, um, could offer George a contract. And George, likewise, has uh, the ability to either accept or, or reject the, the, the proposal. So it's very much a, it's dealt on a, on a case-by-case basis. And what would be ideal then for players here, Glenn? Or does it also depend on on a case by case basis? Would they like to? Would they prefer to stay where they are, or do they move, considering that the season has yet to be completed? 
I think it works on a case-by-case basis. I mean, when I'm advising clients, and I've got a number of, of clients in, in similar situations, when I'm advising clients, uh, I always try and uh, advise them as, as to do what's best uh, for their football career. The challenge that many of them will face is if, if they don't um, extend their contract by a, a period of a, a further two months, for example, for the end of the season, they probably will find themselves in a situation where they're unable to contract with a new club until the, the, the next transfer window opens, which will be upon completion of the existing season. So normally the transfer windows open on the 1st of July and, and uh, remain open until the 31st of August. But in this situation, it's likely that the transfer window will probably only open the 1st of September and, and probably remain open possibly till the middle of October, which is the, the speculation of the state. So any player, so for example, the Sianda Kulu situation, Sianda um, obviously, most aren't going to keep him beyond the 30th of, of June, but Siander will only be able to register for a new club come the 1st of September. So he will he will really face the month of July and August without without employment and without the ability to earn. Um, you know, Siander perhaps could could afford the situation. I don't represent Siander, so I don't quite know what the situation is. But um, in other cases, players, you know, my advice to some of the, the younger players in particular is, is to try and stay for as long as they can because at least they've got. Um, if the club is prepared to offer them such employment and, and you know, we have the situation come the end of the season, which effectively will be the end of August. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So if a player leaves tomorrow, they've signed a pre-contract, does their new employer have to pay them now, regardless of when the current campaign <coughs> is finished or not, or do they only play pay when the new season starts? Um, it's an interesting one because I think what you'll find, so you look at the, the, the George Malolekin situation again, I think what you'll find there is, is a situation where Kaiser Chiefs, um, this is a speculation in the media, but the Kaiser Chiefs may not want him at the club beyond the 30th of June for whatever reason, partly due to the fact that the player has signed a pre-contract and won't be their player next season. And, and perhaps they, they feel that um, they, they wouldn't want to utilize his services for the next couple of months. Uh, in such a situation, it's up to Mamela Sundance, who will be his, his next employee, to decide whether or not they want to start paying him from the 1st of July or whether they only want to um, pay him from the, the 1st of September when they'll be able to register him. In the case of Mamela Sundance, that probably, if they had the opportunity, uh, they probably would want to integrate the player into their squad sooner or later. Um, you know, finances, fortunately, the club is in, in a in good situation that they have got finance available um, if the coach wanted to bring the player in and start integrating him into the club for the next two months. Whereas you, you may find uh, a player that at uh, smaller clubs whose contracts are, are coming to an end may not uh, extend the, the, the situation or may not take the player on board um, earlier than the new season will start because, in theory, the, the player can't play for the club. He can't be registered to play for the club. And why would they, you know, if, if they can't looking at, at every random sense that they're able to save at the moment, they wouldn't really look to get into a situation where they, they have to pay for somebody that they can't utilize until, until the new season opens. So I think it's, it's very much on a case-by-case basis. Is it possible then that a player can find themselves in limbo now, contract ends tomorrow, the new club says no, we want you when the current season um, is finished and then they don't pay you and you also don't train with them? Yeah, uh, I think there is an unfortunate situation which may arise. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure what the what the players' union's perspective is on that situation. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, it doesn't affect too many players because because you you could have a real situation where players can't um, uh, register until the beginning of the new season, which is potentially the first of September, when the when the transfer window will open. 
and at the same time can't um, uh, have been deemed to be unemployed by virtue of the fact that they, that for whatever reason, they, they, their current contracts haven't been extended into the months of July and August. So it is a challenging situation. The initial fever guideline, to be honest, was uh, along the lines that uh, both the, the club and the player would, would naturally extend. I think the player had an option not to extend, but the club um, didn't have any option. Um, and I think the, what the PSL clubs decided was that, you know, um, you can't just have a one-sided option, you can't just have an option where the club, where the players have the right to accept or reject the um, uh, extension of the employment. And the clubs also wanted to um, to be able to partake in the decision-making process. So I think that's where the situation is in, in terms of the PSL. But nothing has really been clarified sure. thoroughly yet because we largely, uh, you know, I suppose the beckon call of, of the government is to when uh, the football season can, can resume. Yes, and we did reach out to the Players' Union. They'll be in a better position to talk to us uh, tomorrow. But the, the last one here, Glenn, is that um, can a player now say to a club that, look, I've got a contract that runs until the 2019-2020 uh, season and I want to stay until this season is completed. If the club says, but we don't want to keep you beyond the 30th of June, but you say your contract runs until the end of the season. Well, in theory, um, when you enter the contract, you have to um, specify a an end date, and that end date is, is usually the 30th of June. <clears throat> so I had that situation. Um, Morgan Gould is a practical example. Morgan, the client of mine, he entered into a one-year contract with, with Stellenbosch, terminating on the 30th of June, 2020. And, and um, Stellenbosch, although Morgan would have loved to have um, been able to play further on, uh, Stellenbosch, for whatever reason, decided not to extend his contract. And uh, Morgan is free as of, as of the 1st of July. As I said, the, the unfortunate situation is that he's only able to register for a new club uh, at the start of, of next season once the window opens, which potentially will be September. So Morgan is a, is a, a classic example of, of the, the issue that you've just raised. So it is a difficult situation. Both parties have to be either agree to accept or reject um, any extensions. Okay, let's just take this one more, one voice note. Evening, dear member, Tulan here from Holland. Can you please ask uh, Mr. Tlende, on the situation of Pitvest, the coaches, the technical team, who's responsible to pay them for their contract if maybe their contract is ending and next 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 season, just like it's happening with Coach Kevin? Thanks. Okay, thanks for that, Tulane. Are you able to weigh in on that, Glenn? No, it's a very good question. Uh, and I'm obviously part of the discussions on, on a number of players and, and, and um, coaching staff that I represent at the club. Um, so... So the the situation is that that Bitvis will still own the club until the the end of the season, whatever date that will be, potentially the thirty first of August, and on the first of September the new owners will, will come into play. Uh, the new owners uh, specified up front when the agreement was reached between the parties that they um, didn't want to retain the services of any of the, the technical staff of, of the club. So in that situation, I, I believe that the onus and, and responsibility of, of looking after the um, the technical staff and management contracts until the, the um, completion of such contracts would rest with Bidvest um, as opposed to the new owner. So, so they're responsible until the new owner takes over the club? Yeah, I would say, I would say in the case of the technical staff, um, given the fact that it was, it was um, stated in the extended agreement between the two clubs, yeah. the fact that um, the buyers, buying club, the buyers, did not want to retain the services of the technical staff, uh, but this 
still have a business, still have an obligation, I believe, to the technical staff until um, the, the remainder of the contract. So, for example, I look after Dylan Shepard, who's a client of mine, um, and his contract is until 30th of June, which I believe is the same duration as, as most of the technical staff at the club, including the coach and, and assistant coach, etc. Um, in, in the case of Dylan, I would, I would like to believe that until the 31st of August, when the season potentially will end, but it's that we'll, we'll continue to pay the player. But obviously, once the 1st of September, given the fact that the new uh, owners don't wish to uh, engage in the services of the, the technical staff, but this fits in this situation, which budget in this situation, we'd still have to remunerate the players. But obviously, there's discussions that will take place, and there'll be some sort of uh, agreement reached, because obviously, in a football club, from the first of September. So there'll have to be some sort of negotiation between um, the respective parties to to ensure a, a transition of sorts. And and just finally, as somebody who's, who represents, uh, who's, who has um, a technical team member there at Bitvis Vets, were you kept up to date with this sale of Bitvis Vets? I mean, or did you find out in the media like everybody else? And what was your reaction from the guys that you represent? What was their reaction? Yeah, obviously they were reacting with disappointment because uh, they by and large felt found out through the media, the same as, as most people found out. Uh, it was obviously speculation, and I, and I reached out to my husband to, to try and understand, um, you know, what the situation was. Because I look after a number of the, the, the young, younger players at Bedford. Um And obviously I didn't find out myself until this time as it was concluded. You know, there was a lot of... A lot of speculation, and uh, and I think everyone was, I suppose, hoping that it wouldn't go through. Everyone involved in the club was hoping that it wouldn't go through, and and I think I think when things eventually happened, I think they happened very very quickly, and, and no one was advised, you know, with due notice. But to be fair, they are trying to um, deal with the situation in the best possible manner that they can at the moment. And it's not an ideal situation for anybody, and it's a sad situation when you have a club with a 99-year history. Which um, you know uh, are sold it uh, very quickly, and, and no one's really notified. So it's a difficult situation. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. But thanks for speaking to us, Glenn. We really appreciated the insight that you've given us. I think it answers a lot of the questions that we have been unable to answer from the listeners. And we uh, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Let's see what happens tomorrow then after the 30th of June. Where does it leave certain players? But thanks to Glenn Binkin for being able to speak to us. We did reach out to a few more agents, to, to other agents or player representatives, and they were not able to comment on this because they're also not sure what is happening. But I think we've got a bit of an understanding then from Glenn Binkin there. It's a tough one. It's a tricky one. But that's what's uh, happened since COVID-19 came uh, to the scene here. We do actually have the players union here. Let's just get an understanding from... From them, what is their understanding of this situation? And we've got the president, uh, Mr. Tulakanya Khaushubel, a former player. Also, I like to stress that because then you know that the man knows what he's talking about. President, good evening, and thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM this evening. I will tell you, thank you so much for inviting us, and we say hi to listeners. Thank you, President. From your side, I mean, what's your understanding now of what happens to contracts uh, that expire tomorrow now that the league, uh, the PSL, is keen to resume the season? Oh, no. Sorry. 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 That line is not good. We we really want to get to the bottom of this conversation. So we're going to try and get him back on a better line. But if you have any questions, you can send them to 061-4104-107 or you can SMS us on 41391 if you want to find out more about this situation.